Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing you the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and what we hope are practical instruction that are fun and accessible. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, Sean and Boyce, our assistant producer, and our fill-in, Dave Wright. Dave, thanks for, for doing this because Elijah is actually part of this podcast. All that's good you can give it to them. They do the hard work of making sure his podcast comes out week after week. Um, if there's anything that you don't like, I'll take all the blame. Uh, just don't let me know. If you want to learn more about this podcast, uh, please head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. That's also where you'll find out about all things Crosswinds related. I, I want to introduce to you our, our, our guests who are a part of the podcast this week. As I said, Elijah Merrill, our producer, is a part of it. Uh, Elijah, you do a ton of stuff around here, but thanks for being a part of the podcast again. Of course, my privilege. And then Betty Ryan, our executive pastor and head of CR, is also in the room. And so, Betty, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Great to be here. And I didn't realize until just before, someone who's new to the podcast, but not new to Crosswinds, Karen Busby, thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm very excited to be here. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to introduce the summer series, which we're calling His Name. And throughout this summer, we're going to be looking at the various names of God uh, that we find within the Old Testament, that as God is revealing himself through the scriptures, um, the names of God uh, are given in such a way that we see the attributes of God. You know, we think of uh, people saying, what do you mean God was introducing himself or revealing himself? Well, you know, from the creation story, we realize that Adam and Eve had an intimate relationship with him, but something goes awry until Abraham. Abraham is introduced to God in a special way, and of course, his descendants. And then, uh, you know, they're they're in captivity for 400 years. Moses experienced God in a unique way. Then the, the nation of Israel is actually established as kingdom of Israel, and that leads us all the way up. Uh, to the coming of Christ, where, of course, Jesus, being God, um, walks among us. And, and so there's this revelation of who God is that we see throughout Scripture. But before we get into the actual topic of, of the series, his name and the various names of God that we find that we're going to be looking at this summer, I thought it'd be good for us to talk about, just for a minute, like when we were early in our faith, you know, and we thought about God— we, at least for me, I wasn't introduced to, to all these different Old Testament names of God. It was just God, right? I understood Jehovah, maybe Yahweh. You know, I'd, I'd hear those terms. But what was your perception of God? Elijah, I'll start with you. Like from your earliest memory, what's your perception of God? <clears throat> yeah, so for me, you know, I've, I think I've said this in the past on the podcast, but I was raised in a Christian home and um, sort of raised to... I like to say raised to know Jesus, and you know, so um, church and 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 the Bible and reading reading the Bible were all things that were very important. Um, taught is very important to the, my siblings and I, and so um, growing up, my perception of my perception of God was um, was just this image I had in my head of you know, okay, God is. God loves me no matter what. God is there for me. God is, you know, all of these different things. Um, and I think when I when I first, I don't know, just started to get older, maybe like 
maybe 12 or 13, like I, um, I still believed all of those things, but as I reached an age where I just naturally started to make some of my own conclusions separate from what my parents were telling me or, you know, that sort of, uh, that sort of stuff. I, um, it's not that my perception of God changed necessarily, but I, I thought of, I thought of him less, less, less as those things because I wasn't as much as my parents were were helping to instill the importance of 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 having a relationship with Jesus it was I think up until a certain point in my life I just assumed that I had a relationship with Jesus and when reality I didn't really and so not from my own experience when I didn't have a relationship with God that affected my perception of him because there's so much that we gain of our perception of God when we have a relationship with yeah, him and absolutely. we start to experience the love and we start to experience the peace. It's like, okay, my perception of God is changing. So up until a certain point in my life, I think my perception was just based off of the things I, that I read and the things from maybe Bible stories that were more, more prominent within my memory, you know? And so I think when I finally, I reached a point in high school where I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I just, I've said this before, but it's, um, <clears throat> I reached a point in my life where I was just, um, it was turning, turning to God was the, was the last option, you know, and, um, was the, was the final thing that was like, okay, it's clear to me that, that this is what I have to do. And I heard God calling out to me and, um, you know, and, and inviting me into a relationship with him. And, um, and so ever since that moment, now that I've gotten to experience having a relationship with him and experience, his goodness and his faithfulness and his blessings in my life, my perception of God is just so much more widened. And now I, I view him and, and, and believe him and trust in him as good and as faithful and as love and all of these different things and as just as well. And so I think before in seasons of my life where I thought of him, like I would read a Bible story where he was, he was very just and, I wouldn't understand how that would work because everything that I was told was God is loving. And so how is that? That wasn't working. Like a one-dimensional God. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, how how could he do both of those things, yeah. you know? But um, after starting to have an experience and a relationship with him, stuff like that started to make sense, you know? And um, not that I will ever fully understand God. I'm not even close, you know? Um, but my perception of him and who he is and his characteristics are deepened because of that. We know enough of him to serve him and worship him and yeah. trust him. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, right. It's always there's always going to be a mystery. Yeah. Um, Betty, how about you? Well, my story is different, actually. Um, my parents did not come to know the Lord until I was married and left the house. I was the oldest, and so my um, parents and my younger siblings grew up going to church and um, developing that relationship with God. So I did not come to understand who God really was as much as you can, right? Um, I was baptized at 27. So it was later in life for me. And what's interesting is I do remember going to church. I I never, um, it wasn't that I didn't know there was a God, if you will, or the God, but I didn't understand it at all. So I would attend church periodically only out of guilt because I thought, well, if I don't go, he's going to smite me. You know, those old kind of ideas that are when I think about it now, ridiculous, but maybe help me understand where some other people are coming in. And then um, as I grew older and uh, 
after I was baptized, I think that was like a turning point in my life, and I began to understand him at a much deeper level, in a relational level, and um, really, like Elijah, like you said, it, you continue to grow in that relationship. There's there's something I learn new all the time, and it just completely amazes me. So now I serve, and I am called into ministry and all of those things, not because I'm afraid of him, but because of the love and the, the reverence and, you know, all these amazing things that you learn about God when you when you enter into that relationship with him. Karen, what's your story? So the first thing that I thought of was, uh, especially here in Elijah, was Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And that kind of was my um, growing up years that I grew up in church um, every single Sunday. and But I think it ended up still being a very surface level understanding for me, um, even right up until um, I went to college. You know, you... In, in a similar way, um, I knew that God was good and I knew that um, he loved me and was, you know, gracious and merciful and all of those things in my head because that is what I was told and that's what I read. But I think as I grew older and really pursued him more, my understanding um, vastly changed um, and to a point where I think I was probably like 24 when I first started attending Crosswinds. And that was the that was the turning point for me. Was um, just the teaching was just a little bit different. Um, the understanding of what that personal relationship with Jesus looked like was a little bit different. And I started to, um, through my attendance at Celebrate Recovery, started to do some hard work where I was able to experience God's goodness and mercy and forgiveness in my own life. And um, that helped me to change my perception of you know it's not just that Jesus loves me. Um, just because the Bible tells me so, but Jesus loves me, and these are all the reasons I know hmm, that He loves me—not just because I've read it, but because I've felt it and experienced it. Um, so, even though I would have told you my entire growing up years that I loved God and and um, was, you know, doing—I was doing the best that I knew how in terms of following Him—but um, it wasn't until my twenties that I really feel like um, I fell in love with who. God was in my life. Yeah, my my my, uh, my earliest thoughts of God, my earliest understanding of God, is sort of an interesting thing because I was five when I came to Christ at a vacation Bible school. I was raised by very moral parents, but they didn't come to Christ until I was fifteen. So there's a decade between me coming to Christ and them. But the interesting thing is, you know, I was learning as I'm being mentored through the church, because they would drop us, my brother and I, off at church. And I've said many a times, I'm not really sure. Even my mom wasn't really sure. She just thought that was what should happen, right? And I'm very thankful for it. So I'm being mentored by these individuals at church of who God is. And I realize that the name of God is to be revered. It's important, right? You don't take it lightly. And then at home, um, I can never remember my parents using the name of God inappropriately. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure why. I mean, you know, because it would be common, you know, for people who know Christ to sort of just flippantly use the name of God, but they never did. And so I was reinforced at home with just this sort of example by two non-believers, you know, until they're 15, that you don't take the name of God lightly. And of course, I'm being taught in church the reasons why, because he's God, right? Because he's magnificent and you don't, you don't do these things back. One of the commandments, uh, tell, 10 commandments tells us not to do so, not to use the Lord, the God's name in vain. 
Um, but I was, I was, so from a very early age, I had within me this, this sort of reverence for, for God, for his name, not just him, but just, just his name and to make sure that I'm not calling on the name flippantly, um, that I understand that the, the one who stands behind that name, right? Uh, when we call the Father and we talk about Jesus, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, heading into the Trinity, this triune God, um, but there's something powerful in the name mm-hmm. of God. And, you know, of course, I have a lot of people who will ask me the question as they're new to the faith, especially, you know, what's it mean to triune God? What, what's that? What, what is it three gods? And it's like, no, it's three personalities, one God. Um, you know, everything we do is to the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. Uh, that, that's, that's sort of the formula. And so people will ask me, is it wrong to pray to Jesus? I'm like, it's not wrong. It's just not biblically accurate. Jesus himself said, when you pray, our Father who art in heaven. So we're always praying, really, when we think about it. And sometimes, look, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. God isn't confused by us, however it works. But but we're praying to the Father. We're able to pray to the Father because of the salvific work of Jesus. So it's through him that we're able to approach him, but it's by the Spirit. If you look at Romans 8, it talks about the work of the Spirit in our praying. And so it's just an interesting thing when we look at who God is and Eliza, you started us out by saying it. There is a mystery, hmm. and and we can explain the, the, this triune God by using a ton of examples, you know, and all of them fall short. There's there's not one out there that that's perfect, except to say that again, we know enough of God to worship Him, enough of God to know Him, uh, enough of God to trust Him, and uh, you know, I constantly uh, lean back to to uh, C.S. Lewis's quote about God. He says, "You know, a God I can truly comprehend or understand is is a God that that really isn't worthy of my worship. That there's some there's some reality of sort of that that beyond us, mm-hmm. right? That that allows us to understand that if we believe He's in control of all things, and yet we could totally understand Him, that He's probably not powerful enough to truly be in control of all things." Yet, when we go back to the Old Testament, as we're going to be looking at in the summer series. As God reveals himself and inspires individuals to write these books of Scripture, we realize that he reveals himself through these specific names. So there's Jehovah, obviously, um, but there's, there's names that, that are uh, tied to it. They're sort of descriptive terms to Jehovah, but allow us to, to understand God as he reveals himself to us. And so it's, it's just interesting to me. I heard, heard someone say that, that God took all these, like, profound truths, you know, that were on the top shelf and put them on the bottom shelf so we can actually access them. And, you know, the only way I can ever think about that is if, if the cookies in our house growing up were on the refrigerator, even though I was sort of always a tall person so I could get to them pretty easy at a young age, but it's still, that was mom's way of saying, don't touch, you know, but if they were on the on just the counter, I knew they were they were they were game they were game. You know, so when you came in after school, my brother and I usually would just devour all of them. Um, and in the same way, God has taken this understanding of Him and life and, and place it in the scriptures that on the counter. It's not on the fridge anymore. It's on the counter, and He wants us to devour it. He wants us to devour, it. and in doing so, we get to we get to know Him. And so what I want to do in the next episode is really talk about some of those names we find of God in the Old Testament. But before we do, um, let's go around, like sort of our last word on who God is and, and sort of where we're at now and how you would challenge those who are maybe even listening um, to investigate, to, to journey with us this summer in this new series. And Betty, I'll start with you. Yeah, who God is. 
Boy, that's that's not an easy question to answer, and it shouldn't be because he is all things, and that's what the names will begin to describe like you shared already. But I think it's important um, to understand that he is all of these attributes that he carries all at the same time. So, you know, as you as we were talking earlier, yes, God is just, but he's grace. He is love and he's mercy. And he's, um, you know, all of these things all at the same time so that when I have wronged and there are consequences coming, I don't have to, I mean, I, I'm going to have to go through these things, right? But I don't have to be as afraid because I know that he is also mercy, oh. even though he's just. And yeah. so he is all things creator, you know, he is, he is all, and um, under at least taking that fact, because I believe that's what it is, is a fact, and trying to digest that a little bit helps me not to go into the any scenario with fear, if you will, because I know Absolutely. that he's in control completely. How about you, Karen? I think the thing that I was thinking about was um, to question, to, to really ask yourself, you know, which area or which um, attribute of God you personally struggle with or wrestle with in terms of understanding or believing, um, and really to to dive into that as we get ready this summer. And um, you know, if it's if it's that you struggle with God being a forgiving God or a God who heals, that you really spend time looking at that in Scripture and um, being able to recognize it and see it in your own life, even when. Um, it may be hard to do so. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I would just encourage everybody, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, I think this series is going to be for you. And uh, we're doing it through the summer because it's sort of a unique series. You know, I actually have never heard a series on the names of God. And so I'm excited about being able to explore that together. But for me, um, I would just say to anyone out there that, again, no matter where you're on your spiritual journey, and, and I'll piggyback on what Karen was saying, there's going to be something there for you. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're there and you are struggling with God as, you know, forgiver or God as provider. Or maybe you're actually sort of new to the faith and you don't know this broader picture of who God really is, you know, and, and the reality is he, he's... It's not a one-dimensional God. Like he's a big God, and he's able to do. And Elijah, you you were touching on this. He's able to do more than one thing at a time. So he can be just and loving. And and the reality of it is, I think in this series for some of us, it's going to allow us to to be able to work through maybe what we've heard of God from others, maybe our preconceived ideas, and really dig into the Word and say, what does God reveal about Himself? Like, what does God reveal about himself? And, and I think about that. It's like, it's like you know, when, when you hear of somebody, right? You, you, someone has a reputation. And so you, you, you hear that reputation, and you're like, well, I sort of know that person through their rep. I've heard that. I know that person through their reputation. But reality is you don't. That a reputation is merely someone else's idea of who someone is, and that can be a common reputation. Maybe it's been repeated so many times that that's what that per- who that person is. But who that person is isn't that reputation. They're, 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 they're flesh and blood and bone, and, and, and they got a personality. And it's not until you actually hang around them 
that that you realize who they are. And, and sometimes someone can have a bad reputation. You get to know them, and you're like, you know what? That, that's not really who they are, you know? And, and I find that there, there are the, certainly those who, who stay away from God because of the reputation. They stay away from God because of what they've heard or what, they, what others have told them or maybe what they believe they've experienced from him. And, and I would just challenge you and maybe someone you know who's struggling with that. What better time to come out and be a part of our services to hear what God reveals about himself, to experience the stories where these words are actually, that these titles are actually used of God, and to be able to say, oh, wait a minute, that's who God really is. That's who God really is. That's how he reveals himself. And, and to get a fuller picture of who God is. I know for myself, I'm constantly growing. Um, and, uh, you know, what I knew of God last year is not what I know of him today, and I still have a lot to learn. But as I grow in Christ, that's why people say, well, you know, keep reading the same Bible over and over again. There's just so much there. And our life experience, our walk with him, the Spirit revealing to us what we need to know when we need to know it. Uh, it's exciting to, to be able to grow in, in the knowledge of God, to know him. And then what it does is it spurs me all the more to, to want to make him known, to be able to say, people, this God who I know, I want you to know him too. I just can't help it, but be excited about it. And so I, I just would encourage you as we head into this series this summer, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the names of God uh, in the next week's episode. Uh, but I just encourage you, you know, put it on the calendar. If you're on vacation a certain week, you don't have to mess it. Uh, we record all the services. You can you can pick them up that way too. All the messages are on there for for almost. Uh, I was going to say eternity, but at some point they won't. <laughs> uh, but for for long term, and so you can go on there and, and do a deep dive in all this. The staff are going to be pouring into this, so all of us are really doing some some deep research into these names, and can't wait to to learn from one another and as a church family to grow together and hopefully grow as a church family as people come and find Christ this summer through this series. So the series is His Name. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week. Uh, as always, if if you want to connect with us again, go to our, our website, crosswinds.church. That's also where you find out about all things Crosswinds. Uh, join us next week. Um, and for now, I close every week, but I mean it with all my heart. I close it with this. Be blessed and bless others.